Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. We're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events. This time, turning our attention to our upcoming live webcast, the DOJ's 2019 Revised Evaluation Guidance and a Year in Review. The webcast will go ahead Thursday, December the 12th, running between 3 and 4.30pm Eastern Standard Time, and we'll hear from a panel composed of Brian Wilmot, an attorney at Paul Hastings LLP, and Kip Randall will be our second speaker and attorney at Hush Blackwell LLP. More information about them and the full agenda, all found in the description box, along with that code PODCAST25. And regular listeners of the podcast will already know, PODCAST25 gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. The full agenda and link to sign up to listen to the event, also in the description box, but we'll turn things over to our panel now. My name is Kip Randall, and I've had some experience with government investigations and white-collar defense work for the last several years. I've uh, done some work in in D.C., and now I'm based out of Kansas City. I've represented both elected officials and other company executives in internal investigations, and then also done internal investigations on behalf of companies. That's where my experience lies. What I'd like for listeners to get out of this event is essentially I want to start off by showing the relevance of this revised compliance guidance, uh, show how it, it fits into the principles that the Department of Justice has published in the Justice Manual, and then from there kind of go through the history of how these factors that the DOJ uses to assess a compliance program have evolved over time and and really where we are now with the most recent guidance and and talk about those factors that have most recently been published and then the questions that the Department of Justice has published to sort of evaluate those factors. And really, really where the importance comes in with those questions is that now compliance officers within companies can can use these questions to evaluate their own compliance program before the Department of Justice even becomes involved. And that's really where, uh, where the starting point is for the company. Also, I'd like to talk about the Antitrust Division's recent guidance. Up to this point, the Antitrust Division has used a sort of first-in policy where a company has had to put down a marker in order to use the leniency program. Uh, Now, the antitrust division is using something similar to what the criminal division is using in that they're allowed to assess a company's compliance program when deciding whether or not to charge a company. So I'd like to go over that a little bit as well during the event. And... Throughout the event, I, I'd also like to, you know, bring some examples in. And one example that I'll bring in is that this is very relevant to the human trafficking piece, and and also really with with that the the venture liability that can occur for a company if they're they don't have a good compliance program in place. So that's really some of the things I'd like to talk about during this event. Hi, so my name is Brian Wilmot. I'm in with Paul Hastings Investigations and White Collar Practice here in D.C. 
Uh, my practice involves representation primarily of both companies and in some cases individuals in a variety of different types of matters, but uh, principally uh, anti-corruption, anti-bribery related matters. Uh, this is included internal investigations, implementation of compliance programs, um, merger and acquisition due diligence, and other related activities such as monitorships. Um, what I would like to speak to, uh, to the listeners about during this, this webinar is kind of giving them a little context for the, uh, the new compliance guidance and understanding that this is largely a reflection of company best practices. Uh, this is what we've been counseling our clients on uh, for a number of years now. And even though there may not have been a specific guidance you know, three or four years ago, that increasingly DOJ has been adopting what we would consider best practices. So this should fit into largely what many companies are already thinking about, some already doing, uh, and should you know, reflect what companies think they should be looking for going forward. Uh, additionally, I wanna put it in the context of what the benefit of having this type of compliance program is, particularly when it, uh, in terms of the, the anti-corruption space and how there still is a lot of attention on this uh, from DOJ. You know, we have recent statements from uh, DOJ about the, the importance of continued anti-corruption enforcement and compliance activity amongst companies in the United States. Uh, and all the importance of these programs is only increased with some of the new guidance that they've issued in terms of granting uh, greater benefits to companies that promptly report and remediate, of which a compliance program is a very important part to both identifying issues and also remediating those. But not only is the U.S. an important jurisdiction when thinking about a strong compliance program, the same considerations are very important when thinking globally. And with the very global nature of business these days, many clients having operations around the world, touching different third parties and partners around the world, some in very high-risk jurisdictions, many other countries increasingly are uh, paying closer attention to corruption-related issues, both in their own countries and of companies that are based or do business in their countries. Uh, we've seen this with continued multi-jurisdiction enforcement and cooperation with U.S. authorities, but we've also seen this with increasing activity amongst foreign jurisdictions as well. So I, I think I'd really like to explain the overall global framework and uh, structure of corruption enforcement around the world, some of the latest developments that are going on there, and the, the real key importance that a strong compliance program has in anticipating, understanding what your company's risks are, and addressing those in the future. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget, more information about the panel, the full agenda, and how to sign up and listen to the event, all found in the description box down below. Along with that code, PODCAST25, when used at checkout, that'll get you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you December 12th, and until then, take care. Bye for now.